bloodandfaith.com. It's uh, moving on to the weekend, and I wrote an article the other day, posted up at bloodandfaith.com, and it talks about, it essentially talks about things that Jesus talked about that the church refuses to talk about. Jesus said things, and he talked to people, and he told people certain things that the church won't acknowledge today. Church completely ignores what Jesus Christ said. The church pretends that Jesus Christ didn't say that. At best, they'll say, yeah, he said that, but he didn't mean that. And he said a lot of things that were very, very similar. Very similar to the things he says in one passage, he says in another passage. In other words, this was not a one-off. This was not, oh yeah, Jesus had some bad pizza last night, and he said something, but it didn't really mean that. It doesn't mean what you think it means. No, he said it over and over and over and over. And the church either will not talk about that, will not repeat the words of Jesus Christ, or they come up with all kinds of gyrations and explanations about why it doesn't mean exactly what it says. Of course, I'm talking about what he said to the Jews and about the Jews. And not just Jesus Christ, but Paul as well, and Peter as well. John as well. And the church won't talk about it, or at best they'll say, yeah, but it doesn't mean that. And the danger of that is that's exactly what the Jews did. That's what the Jews did. That's the definition of Judaism. They had the law of God. They had the word of God. They had the books of Moses. They had the Torah. And they still keep it around as a medallion. They still keep it around as a, a, a little symbol of their faith. But according to Jesus Christ, they reject the law and the prophets. According to Jesus Christ, they reject Moses and what Moses wrote. You don't believe me? <laughs> I'm trying to help you here. Jesus Christ said, hey, if you believed in Moses, you would have believed in me. And you talk about the law. Matthew chapter 15. The Talmud teachers, the Talmud people, the Jews, the Jews, the Pharisees. The Pharisees are the forerunners of today's rabbis. The Jews. They come up to Jesus Christ and said, how come you and your disciples don't follow the teaching of the elders? And Jesus Christ lays into him, double barrels, baby, lays into him. And he says, how come you undermine, discard, and disobey literally the law of God for your, for your traditions? I'll say it nicely, for your traditions. And they use the example. He used the fifth commandment, which is, I think, fascinating. He used the fifth commandment. He say, the Bible says, honor your father and mother, and if you curse your father and mother, you should be put to death. That's Jesus Christ. That's what Jesus Christ said. But you all say, you put up a false loyalty. You put up a false sense of loyalty based on your tradition. Say, look, we understand what the law says, but no, never mind the law. Give your money to us instead. We're replacing your ancestors. We're replacing your parents, and it's the church now. It's the temple now. It's the religious system now. And so honor us with your money, and we will account it as honoring your father and your mother, as obeying the fifth commandment. And Jesus Christ hated them, hated them. There is no word that's adequate to express the relationship between Jesus Christ and the Jews, as represented by the Pharisees, in Matthew, as represented by the word Jews in the book of John and all throughout the book of Acts and the Revelation. He hated them, and they hated him. 
Well, Jesus loves everybody. He loves it. No, no, he does not. He does not. Bible says in Genesis 3, 14 and 15, he's looking at the snake. He's looking at the serpent. He's looking at the devil. He's looking at the great dragon. He's going to put enmity, which is a deep-seated hatred between your seed and the seed of the woman, between the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. Who's the seed of the serpent? Go read the gospel. Start with Matthew chapter 3. Go to Matthew chapter 12. Go to Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 23. John chapter 8. You're of your father, the devil, John chapter 8. You are of your father, the devil. Now, if somebody comes along and they say, let me give you an example. Let's say Fritz Bergen comes along. <laughs> surprise, surprise, right? And he says, you are of the father, the devil. What's going to happen? Well, people are going to call him a Nazi. They're going to call him a racist they're going to call him a fascist and a, and a, and a modern-day Hitler. But if I say, look, I didn't say this. This is what Jesus Christ said. What are you going to do with Jesus Christ? What are you going to call Jesus Christ? Are you going to call him a fascist? Are you going to call him a Hitler? What are you going to do when Jesus Christ says, he literally says out of his own mouth, those who call themselves Jews but are not, but are liars and are of the synagogue of Satan. If Fritz Bergen comes along and says that, let's read it. Let's, let's get word for word. This is the New American Standard Edition. That may not be your favorite verse. I like, by the way, somebody asked me, how come you don't do KJV? And I said, I don't know, I just do New American, and sometimes I do KJV, so I don't have a big... I, I, I can't stand NIV, but that's a different story. All right, Revelation 2, verse 9. He's talking to the church in Smyrna. This is Jesus Christ talking to his church. <laughs> he says, I know your tribulations and your poverty, but you're rich. And the blasphemy, the blasphemy, the blasphemy, the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. Fritz Berger says that. I'm anti-Semitic. What's the church going to do when they realize that this is what Jesus Christ has said? How come the preachers won't preach what Jesus Christ preached? I'll tell you why. Go to James 4.4. 4. You adulteresses. You'd rather be friends with the world. Revelation 3.9. If Fritz comes along and he says, Behold, I will cause those of the synagogue of Satan... Who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. I will make them come down and bow at your feet and make them know that I have loved you. Not them, but you. Oh, you're anti-Semitic, Fritz. No, no, I but I didn't say that. That was Jesus Christ. What if Jesus Christ came along and told you who the enemy was? You just say, you know what? I don't believe you, Jesus. I'm friends with those people. They're my brothers. We're all the, the, of the faith of Abraham. We're all the children of God. And here Jesus Christ just called them liars. He said they're liars. They're of the synagogue of Satan. Oh, you can't say that. That's anti-Semitic. I can. I did. I will. You've heard that phrase before. 
The word of God is eternal. Heaven and earth will pass away. Revelation 9, Revelation 3, verse 9 will never pass away. It won't pass away. It's not going away. It's not going away for you. It's not going away in 2022, 2023, because it's inconvenient for you to uh, stand up and say the word of Jesus Christ and somebody call you a dirty name, a Hitler, a racist, an anti-Semitic. It's not going away because it's inconvenient for you. Let me see what I had to say over here. It's an article I put up at bloodandfaith.com. It's, it's called The Word of God Versus the Traditions of man, but I sort of tweaked it a little bit. I said, it's the traditions of the Jews, because this is what the Jews did. They say, yeah, we got the Word of God, but we're going to interpret it differently. The evangelical church does that this way when they come out and they say, a people who has wholly dedicated their entire identity to the rejection of Jesus Christ, and the church calls them the chosen people of God. And I just... Somebody's got some explaining to do, and it ain't me. Here's a people who have wholly rejected Jesus Christ as their core identity. It's a people that Jesus Christ said they're, they're not even Jews. Jesus says they're not even Jews. They're liars. And they're of the synagogue of Satan. And you contradict, and the, and the evangelical church contradicts Jesus Christ. Somebody's got some explaining to do. Here's what the article says. The church is going the way of the Jew by adopting, quote, precepts of men, which is what the Bible talks about, over the Holy Scriptures. The Jews know this. The Jews know this, and they encourage it. Here's an article out of the Jerusalem Post, just a couple of paragraphs. It's talking about anti-Semitism in the New Testament. And I've got links to this. I've linked up to this before. And this is by far is not even remotely the only article that talks about this. Many do. But that's just, it's a very accessible article. It's easy to read. It's not dense. It's not theological. It's not, it's just, it's a simple article. And the article basically said, yeah, the anti, the, the New Testament, the Greek scriptures that I talk about, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John through the Revelation are entirely anti-Semitic, which to me is not a legitimate word because it's not a Bible word, but that's a little more philosophical that we need to get to. But it's absolutely anti-Judaism, fundamentally anti-Judaism. And so the, the Jerusalem Post are going, how is it that these Christians or lovers of Israel, the current day Zionist entity in the Middle East, yet they have these scriptures? How do, how does, what, is, what is wrong with them? Basically, so what's wrong with these guys? And they're trying to explain it. They're trying to explain it. It's like, how can these Christians be Christians and have this Bible, and they're such lovers, there's no greater ally than the evangelical church in the United States of America for Israel, no greater ally for the state of Israel and Jews worldwide than the evangelical in the United States. How can that be when the Holy Scriptures say something completely different, says the Jerusalem Post, and many other articles out there? How can that be? It's, it doesn't make sense, but they're our greatest ally. Church is our greatest ally. So they say, how can this be? Because Christians and Catholics today are reinterpreting the Scripture away from a little interpretation of Jews as the enemies of Christ. There's your answer. The Jews know what we're doing. The Jews know what the evangelicals are doing. They know exactly what they're doing. They're reinterpreting the Scripture away. Reinterpreting the Holy Scripture away from a literal interpretation of the Jews as the enemy of Christ. Even though it says so, 
over and over and over and over again. They're interpreting it away from it. And here's another quote. As bad as what the New Testament says has to say about Jews and what it has to say about Judaism, which is depicted throughout as old and defunct and in need of replacement, in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus tells the Jews, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you, the Jews, and given to a people that will produce its fruit. And, and they th say that's the Christians. And their comment is, John takes the metaphor terrifyingly further, calling the Jews a people, calling the Jewish people a fruitless tree waiting to be axed, cut down, and thrown into the fire. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, this is what Jesus Christ said. Yes, this is what Jesus Christ said. Told the Jews, we're going to take the kingdom of God away from you. We're going to take it away from you. We're going to take the care of the vineyard away from you. Give it to a different ethnic group, ethnos. The article in Jerusalem Post goes on. Given the narrative in the New Testament, how can Christians today be Israel's greatest friends? Because we understand the written verses of the Bible through oral interpretation. It's exactly what they did. It's exactly what the Jews did. This is exactly where the evangelical church is going. Yeah, yeah, we got what it says, but you know, we've got oral traditions that are going to massage that and cause it to mean something entirely different that it doesn't say and it doesn't mean. Jerusalem Post goes on. And Christians today, guided by the Hebrew Bible's assertion that all nations are blessed through the Jews in Israel, <laughs> wrong, reject any demonization of the Jewish people. Okay. Quote, they are reinterpreting New Testament verses. The evangelical church is going the way of the Jews. By reinterpreting the scriptures according to their oral tradition. This is evil, man. This is evil. This is rebellion. This is the leaven of the Pharisees. This is exactly what Jesus Christ warned against. And when he warns against, he's prophesying it because he wouldn't warn against it unless it would have happened. <laughs> Why do you think he said, beware the leaven of the Pharisees? Because he knew the church was going to get messed up by that. And I go on, and I write this. Jews know the Bible is contrary to Judaism. They know it is. They know it is. Over and over and over, they write about it. By the way, Martin Luther did too. So does Fritz Bergeron. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. You got a problem with it? You're going to go the way of the Jews. Christians are more fearful of offending those who reject Jesus Christ than they are of Jesus Christ himself. The Jews kept the law and the prophets as a trinket, a medallion, a symbol that once was, but in their heart, their identity, their beliefs, or in the traditions of the elders. A few centuries after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, those traditions were copied into their Talmud, their, 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 their guidebook. It's written down into the Talmud. Church is going this way. And I can't think of a greater example of it. Well, it's, there's many examples. I've talked about the creation of the world. The evangelical church largely rejects the account of, of, of Genesis and the creation of the world. Some accept it. There's, there's some great Baptist preachers that accept the first chapter of the book of Genesis. But many of them, like, we don't even want to talk about that. It's embarrassing. We don't want to talk about it. You know, there's different ways to interpret this. I came out the other day. I, I said, am I flat earther? I said, no. I said, I'm worse. <laughs> I said, before... The sun, the moon, and the stars were created. God created the earth. So put that in your theological pipe and smoke it. If you don't believe that, if you don't believe the first four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten verses of Genesis, why do you believe John three sixteen? 
Unfortunately, many Christians have said, yeah, you're right, Fritz, and they reject John 3.16. And they reject Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John, and Acts. And you know why? Because the church has given them permission. The church says, yeah, that's not important. You don't need to pay attention to that. Saul, the Jew, who becomes Paul, but before his conversion, his name is Saul, he boasted that he was advancing in Judaism beyond many of his contemporaries by being more extremely zealous for my, quote, ancestral traditions. Not for the word of God, not for the law of God, not for the prophets, but these traditions that were passed down. That's Judaism. And the church is full of these traditions that have no scriptural, in fact, they're counter-scriptural. When you bow down and grovel to a group of people that as their core identity reject Jesus Christ, that's a problem. Here are some scriptures that have to be renormalized in the church. Here's Paul. Paul, I've said this before, so we're saying it. Paul chose, God chose Paul because Paul understood the traditions of the elders. He understood the insidious nature of Judaism. He was a master. He was more advanced than many of his contemporaries in the traditions of the, of the ancestors. It says it right there. Paul chose him because he, was an, he, he knew exactly what they did. That's why he, they chose him. That's why God chose him. So he could warn the church against going down that road of exalting your traditions over the word of God. And the Jews are thrilled that the Christians are thrilled. Jerusalem Post, they're thrilled. Oh, my God, we're so grateful, these silly Christians. Uh, they're, they're doing what we did. They, they finally figured out that they have to interpret the Scriptures by their oral traditions. <laughs> it's not a compliment. Jesus Christ rejected that, Matthew chapter 15. Okay, here's some Scriptures that must be renormalized. This is Paul. He's speaking to Christians in Europe, Thessalonica. For you also endured the same suffering at the hands of your own countrymen, even as they did from the Jews. From who? The Jews. Who both killed the Lord Jesus and the prophets and drove us out. And I, there's many Christians out there who say, well, the Jews didn't kill Jesus. It was the Romans. Really? And I, I just like, man, here's the Holy Scriptures, guys. This is what the Holy Scriptures say. The Jews who both killed the Lord Jesus and the prophets and drove us out. The Jews. Oh, we don't believe that anymore. Uh-huh, you've gone the way of the Jews. You've said, yeah, here's what the Scripture says, but we have our oral traditions to massage that. That's what the Talmud does. I'm going on. I'm still quoting Holy Scriptures. Listen to this. They, who? The Jews, are not pleasing to God, but are hostile to all people. And yet you have in the United States of America and around the world this mantra, you can't be anti-Semitic. I mean, you can be a child molester, you can rob banks, you can murder, but you cannot be anti-Semitic. And the church has bought into this, and it's supported this, and it's groveled before this. Yet here's the scripture. The Jews are not pleasing to God, and they're hostile to all people. So the church has abandoned the Word of God, abandoned the Holy Scriptures, abandoned the written Word of God in order to support a people that are hostile, hostile to all people that aren't really Jews. They're not really Jews. They're of the synagogue of Satan. They lie, according to Jesus Christ. Revelation 3, verse 9. 
Here's Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 15. What are you scribes and Pharisees? You're hypocrites. Okay, the Pharisees are the teachers of the Talmud. They're the forerunner of today's rabbis, rabbinical Judaism. It's hard to make it any more plain than this. You travel across sea and land to make a single proselyte. What's a proselyte? A convert. Well, what do you mean a convert? The Jews say they don't convert anybody. Well, apparently Jesus Christ disagrees with you and disagrees with them. I've also heard lately that one of Trump's daughters converted to Judaism. So I, I ain't buying that stuff. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you travel across sea and land to make a single proselyte. And when he becomes a proselyte, you make him twice the sons of hell as yourselves. In other words, you all are already the sons of hell, but you make your converts even twice the sons of hell. That's Jesus Christ to the teachers of the Talmud, to the forerunners of today's rabbis. You don't believe me that the, that the, the, the Pharisees are the forerunners of today's rabbis? Again, Jerusalem Post. Go, it, it tells you. I mean, it's, this stuff isn't a secret. And many Jews, even in, even in the, uh, the Jewish encyclopedia, Hebrew encyclopedia, they'll tell you. They'll tell you flat out. Most of the Jews today were converts. Converts. Many of them came out uh, of the area that is, is now in Ukraine, which ought to little, raise some little light bulbs. We're not going to talk about that today. The Khazars, the Khazarian Empire. And not just them, but many peoples have converted to the Talmud. They're false Jews. They're not even Jews. They lie. And they're the synagogue of Satan, Jesus Christ said. Revelation 2.9, the slander of those who say they are Jews but are not are the synagogue of Satan. Why is this not normalized in the church? Why is this not normalized in, in the Christian church today? These are the words of Jesus Christ. These are, this is the red. Well, we can't say that. That's This is what Jesus Christ said. Are you calling Jesus Christ a Hitler, an anti-Semite, and a Nazi? Which side are you on? Whose side are you on? Well, I just can't accept it. Fine, don't. I know who I'm loyal to. Revelation 3.9, those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews and are not but lie. So the Jews agree with Fritz Bergen. The Jews agree with the Fritz Bergen in the fact that the, the, the Holy Scriptures is, is fundamentally against Judaism and the Talmud and the teachings of the elders and against the Pharisees. Fundamentally. In, inescapably. Over and over and over and over again. Christian, you better get on the same side as the Word of God is. You better get on the same side as Jesus Christ is on. You don't want a revival, but on your terms, not on God's terms. Oh, well, we just can't accept it. it. Why do you expect revival? If you're ashamed of the words of Jesus Christ, He will be ashamed of you when He shows up with His Father and His holy angels. Mark 8, 38. It's plain. It's simple. Here's, here's John, 1 John 2.22. Who is the liar? Who is the liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist. What's the fundamental identity of a Jew? The denial of Jesus Christ as the Son of God, as one with the Father. That's the fundamental identity of a Jew. That's what Judaism is. Who is the liar? Why, why, do, why does the church believe in liars? Why does the church commune with liars? Why does the church go out there and support Liars and the Antichrist. This is the Antichrist. He who denies that Jesus is the Christ. Why does the evangelical church support the Antichrist? 
What do you mean? We're not supporting the Antichrist. Antichrist doesn't hear it. Okay, right here. Who is the liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is, present tense, written 2,000 years ago. This is the Antichrist. He who denies the Father and the Son. Oh, but the church today is, they're, 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 they're better Christians than Jesus Christ was back then. <laughs> kind of hard to get out of this church. And I don't care which way you go. I really don't care which way you go. You want to go be a Judeo-Christian? Please, please, be a Judeo-Christian. Wear that demon star around your neck with a cross into, in, into it. Go ahead. Be a Judeo-Christian. Put the demon star around your neck. Put a little cross in there with it. 2 John, verses 1 through 7. For many deceivers have gone out in the world, those who do not confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh. Jesus Christ in the flesh. Christ is the Messiah. Christ is the anointed one of God. These, these deceivers don't confess that the Messiah has already come in the flesh. Such a one is the deceiver and the Antichrist. Such a one is the deceiver and the Antichrist. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house or give him any greeting, for whoever greets him partakes in his wicked deeds. So when you got these evangelical pastors out there making one with the Muslims and the Jews because they're of the faith of Abraham, whoever greets him partakes in his wicked works. I'm not telling you to go be rude to somebody that, that's your colleague or somebody on the street. But if you're making brotherhood and breaking bread with people that are traitors and enemies of our monarch, our king, that's a problem. <coughs> What's the cure for this? The cure is the word of God. We claim we want to change the world, but, but not, if it, it, not if it goes against what we want. You want to change the world? You think the world's rotten? You think the world's a bad place? Oh, yeah, I do. I want, I want to make it better. But you're, you're willing to ignore what Jesus Christ said. They're the enemies of all mankind. They're the enemies of all mankind, according to the Word of God. According to Jesus Christ, they're liars and they're the, the synagogue of Satan. And here you wander around how to stop the works of the enemy and Satan's children, literally his children, John chapter 8, your father is the devil. Over and over and over in the gospel, it says you, you brood of vipers. What's a brood? It's the, the seed. It's the children of. What's the viper? It's the serpent. It's the snake. It's Satan. It's the devil. It goes right back to Genesis 3, 14 and 15. And you want to make the world better, but you don't want to be racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, and especially not anti-Semitic. There's no hope for you, church. There's no hope for you. You're not willing to embrace the word of God. You'd rather be friends with the world You'd rather be friends with the world. You would rather offend Jesus Christ and be friends with the world. You don't care about offending Jesus Christ. Let's see if I can pull up James here. I'll probably pull it up quicker in uh, in uh, you adulteresses. Do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility towards God? Some verses translate that enmity. Enmity. goes right back to Genesis 3, chapters, verse, chapter 3, verse 14 and 15. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. 
You want to be friends with the world, you side with the seed of the serpent. You take the name of Jesus Christ in vain. You want to solve the world's problems, you're going to have to get on the side of Jesus Christ and the Holy Scriptures. Now, the problem with the adulteress is that's a, re that's a recurring theme in the Bible. The harlot, the prostitute, the adulteress. It's a recurring theme. It goes all the way back to the beginning, always back to the, the, the story of ancient Israel who came up out of Egypt with the star of their god, Rampha. Same star that flies on a certain flag in the Middle East. Big old star. The star of their demon god. Got nothing to do with the Almighty God. Got nothing to do with Jesus Christ. And these people came out with their star. And, 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 and Acts chapter 7 is the summary. You don't have to read the whole Old Testament. Go read the Acts chapter 7. It gives you the summary. It said, it wasn't me that you worship out in the desert for those 40 years. It wasn't me. It wasn't me you sacrificed for. It wasn't me, says Jesus Christ, sacrificing your demon gods. And it hasn't changed. He said, you killed the prophets. You killed those who announced the coming of the righteous one. And you become the very murderers of the righteous one. And I, you know, I go to the gym, and I'm watching, you know, they got TV channels up there. they got TV shows up there, and, you know, with the sound off, because I don't have earphones, I don't care about that stuff. And I see a commercial up there. It says, don't be anti-Semitic. <laughs> Just like, what? What do you mean, don't be anti-Semitic? Don't be anti-Semitic. Don't pass hate. The people that hate are the people that are calling you an anti-Semite. The people that hate are calling you racist and sexist and homophobic and transphobic and queerphobic and intolerant and divisive. The people that hate are using these names to destroy you and de dehumanize you and demonize you. It's, and, and believe me, it's not any different than what they did to Jesus Christ. Hate, man, he's insane and he has a demon. He's insane over and over. He's insane and he has a demon and they tried to murder him. Eventually they, eventually they did. Things have not changed in 2,000 years. What's changed with the church is we've, we've decided to become friends with the world. We've sided with the enemy. We've become an adulteress. We've joined ourselves to the great prostitute of Revelation 16, 17, 18, and 19. That's what the church has done. And so this is why in Revelation 18, 4, Jesus Christ said, Church, man, come out of her. Come out of her. Come out of her so you don't share plagues. That's it. Fritz Berger and bloodandfaith.com.